4: What's up everybody? Happy weekend. Excited to be back on this awesome Saturday because it's the weekend. It's very exciting and it's Morgan here and for Best Bits Part 1, I've got Mike D with me. I am back. You are back. Does it feel faster than last time?
3: Uh, Yes, a little bit, but I always say that. I I know, (laughs) it's starting
4: to get to that point. It's like a month and a half between you come back, which gives me enough time. For you to have things happen in your life for me to get new updates. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Do
3: you approach everybody differently when they sit in with you? Do you have like, okay, Mike's coming in, I have to be this way. When Lunchbox is coming in, I have like, how do you handle everybody differently?
4: Yeah, you know, I do have some different ways. So like, it's really funny. I have to schedule with Amy. Mm -hmm. Ray, I have to tell him like the day before because if I tell him any earlier, he starts giving me crap like the whole week that he has to do (laughs) extra Lunchbox is like, oh, whatever. I'll just be wherever you have to make me. Eddie, half of the time, we are Zooming from his house with all of his kids running around. Oh, the which, zoom option. Yep. Eddie likes to Zoom. You are easy to approach. It's just like, okay, yeah, let's do it. We add it as another thing to our mm-hmm. to- to-do list. I think
3: we're used to just adding more things onto our list. That <laughs> yeah. We're like, we got it.
4: It's like you and Skiber are similar in that. It's just like, okay, like another thing on my list. But I try at least give you like a day heads mm-hmm. up to be like, this is happening tomorrow. And yeah, I think that's all. I think that's everybody. Yeah. I've tried to I've tried to do Bobby, but every time I ask, he's really busy. So yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I don't push that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like, I don't think he wants to hang out here like another hour after the show <laughs> after he already did like five hours. So I try not to push that one too much. But that one is a there, everybody's like, is Bobby come on? He did do one at the very beginning. Yeah. And helped like kind of kick it off and but now I think he's like oh no she's fine just (laughs) just let her do her thing Uh, but maybe one day maybe we'll have like a recap of three years with Bobby which could be fun.
3: Or that's just like the final one.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Are you telling me this, this is where you tell me this? I'm like saying when over? this whole
3: thing is over.
4: Oh, like the whole show. Yeah. <laughs>
3: we, that's the final thing we, we ever do. Like did. a
4: final Bobby Bone show, and then we do like a final best bits. the best
3: bits of the entire show
4: of his entire career. Yeah. Oh, that'd be wild. Let's hope that never happens. So we're not we're not gonna put that out there. We've got so much to talk about though. So we we did do another Cinema Club drawing. And this time is going to be Showgirls, which caused some controversy yeah. all in itself. Are you watching?
3: I'm going to watch it. I remember it being a big deal when it first came out. And I think I was still a kid when it came out. But it was because Jesse Spano is in the movie. Who, is
4: that a girl or a guy?
3: That is a girl. That is okay. her character name and Saved by the Bell. Okay. But it was a big deal because she was on a wholesome TV show and then she did a movie like this. So I just remember all the news stories surrounding it. But I don't think I've ever really sat down to watch it.
0: Okay, so
4: you've just heard a lot of, like, pop culture things around yeah. it. Yeah, I mean,
3: I probably watched it at some point when I shouldn't have watched it as a kid, but I don't really remember. There's I, a lot of movies that I, I, I watched. I feel like
4: this might be the movie that boys got a, got a pass to watch without it being something they shouldn't be watching, almost in a way.
3: Yeah, I feel like back in, like, 90, late 90s, early 2000s, there was, like, a VHS or a DVD that would get passed around. Yeah. There was, it was different movies, but I feel like Showgirls was one of those movies where it would just get passed around.
4: And is this is, this is from was it shot in the two thousands or was it nineties? I
3: believe it's nineties.
4: Okay, I was like, what am I anticipating here for how this is gonna look, uh, like discography or or filmography? Ninety five. Okay, yeah, we're we're going like Disney style <laughs> old movie, but like nudity. Yeah, <laughs>
5: this
4: is great. So I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna give it a shot. I don't know that I'm gonna get very far though. <laughs> do you think how over under? Do you think I'll get through the whole movie or do you think I'll give up? <sighs>
3: I think I think you'll make it through. It's a two-hour movie. Oh,
4: it's even longer than like a <laughs> <thing. laughs> regular one. But okay.
3: sometimes when I watch movies that are intentionally bad, it's more entertaining for me. Like if I know I'm not like if I know I'm going in, I, th- I want to watch a good movie. It ends up being bad. I'm more likely to turn it off. But if I'm going into a movie that I know is going to kind of be bad and I know what to expect. I'm more likely to finish it because then it just becomes like a funny thing to you continue know, watching. I it. felt
4: that way about the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, started, I was like, almost, I just got to see how this is.
3: <laughs> almost every movie we've watched so far in the cinema club <laughs> has been that reaction for me of like, all right, I just got to keep going to see how this wraps up.
4: Yeah. And you know, I got to ask because, it's, you know, on our Facebook page is, is our cinema club rigged? Is Lunchbox... The only movie that's in our no. helmet.
3: Everybody's is in the helmet. We just
4: see that I. You heard it from the guy himself who puts it together. That is
3: just how things work on this show. That sometimes the most ridiculous outcome just happens organically. Like we don't rig these things. We don't write these things. Yeah. Just this is how they unfold.
4: Hey, well, you heard it from the person who puts them together. It's yeah, not. People think
3: the wheel is rigged. Like we have some kind of like magnetic. Thing to make it stop on a certain... It, it doesn't.
4: Listen, you know, I would really appreciate if it was, though, because then, then I might be a little bit better at blind karaoke. <laughs> People
3: <laughs> think we are far more advanced than we are or have more money to spend on bits. We don't. Yeah, we don't. that's true.
4: I just want to make sure you got your chance to speak up yeah. about that matter. Okay, showgirls. But that's not what I actually want to talk about. I want to know, like, there's so many movies and so many iconic scenes, even in TV shows. Have you ever traveled somewhere just because it was a scene of a movie and you wanted to see it in person
3: well i want to go to ireland now because i watched a movie last year with colin farrell and a lot of the movie is so centered around like the landscape of ireland Mm. and after watching that movie i was i started like looking at trips like (laughs) how could i get there
4: okay what was the movie
3: the Banshees of Inisherin. It was nominated for Best Picture last year. Oh
4: yeah, I remember hearing about this. And
3: it's so, it's this really it's like a comedy, but it's kind of like melodramatic. But I love the movie. But the thing that stuck out to me was how beautiful Ireland was made to seem, because it all takes place on this small little island, and it's like very remote, and it looks just so peaceful and fun. And I want to go there.
4: You know the two countries, well, I get a lot of country mixed up, <laughs> but the two that I tend to get mixed up is Scotland and Ireland.
3: Similar. Those are
4: not the same. They're not. But like the look of them is the same in my head. Yeah. Are they close to by each other? Is my geography that Let's bad see. that Let's they're like <laughs> actually close together and I'm mixing up or they're far apart?
3: Ireland to Scotland, distance. Yeah, they're
4: fairly close. Okay. Like
3: there's a waterway between them.
4: Okay. So they are near each yeah, other. Yeah. They're
3: in, yeah, UK.
4: And they're also both in Europe, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) I'm gonna stop before I ding myself in a really deep hole. But okay, Ireland. And you've never been. No. But now you would like to go because of that movie. Yeah,
3: it looks amazing. And I've always just want to escape to like very places with like a rich landscape. Where Mm -hmm, you can just look out on some water or like just a bunch of like just open field. That's very peaceful to me. So I think it's kinda like escaping the city life in the most remote way possible. And it just looks so fun and foreign that I wanted to go there after watching that movie.
4: That's fair. You know, another one based on what you just said that I think you'd really love, I think most people would love to go is Iceland.
3: Oh, yeah. That one
4: has like crazy landscape and not a lot of city.
3: Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like I get on TikTok and see these like just videos of like these places that don't look real, Mm -hmm. that it's so it looks like no human lives there like. Like, you even feel bad watching this video because you think, like, I'm embarking on this and this should not be touched. I like those areas. Yeah. But you always think that because they do get showcased on social media that when you go there... It's probably not going to be that peaceful because there's all these other people going too. <laughs>
4: That's true. I love the uh, Instagram versus reality videos yeah. where it's like a really popular spot and it looks like, oh, nobody's there. And then you show it and everyone's there. It's like
3: a swing going out on a cliff and you're like, oh, yeah, one person there hanging out. that looks amazing. But you go and there's like an entire yep. line of people lining up <laughs> to it and it's not as cool.
4: Yeah, I, I love them and hate them. It's like, okay, at least I know to expect that. But I'm also like, dang, that just ruined what I really thought I was going to be walking into. I thought it was going to be like scenic by yeah. myself.
3: I think that's also when I go into traveling, I don't usually ask for recommendations for like, hey, what did you go do here? Like, I kind of want to find it on my own because I think you're better off finding things like that are more remote, undiscovered and something where like not everybody is trying to go to. So I feel like in vacations, like I don't look anything up, really anything about it. And I wait till I'm there and then scope it out.
4: So, you know, one of my things that I do when I go traveling is I go and look at videos, but like, yes, you I know like the popular spots, mm-hmm. but then I love finding the videos that are like hidden gems. Not, it's not like a gone viral video, but somebody's like, here's a hidden gem. That's how I find those spots that you're talking about, because mm-hmm. I would have never stumbled onto them by myself. And then I would have left and then seen that video later and been like, why, why didn't I go there? Why didn't I do that? It's because otherwise, I don't know how you find them. Like, how do you find them or stumble upon them on, by yourself?
3: Really, the way I do it is, like, whenever I go to, like, I'll pay so much attention, like, driving into the town. So, like, from the airport to driving into where I'm going to, I'll start looking at things and maybe seeing where other people are parked. Or, or like, I'll go for a run the first day and kind of scope everything out and be like, oh, there might be something over here. That is kind of just how I find things.
4: Okay. This is a different perspective, and I love that, yeah. though. I think, I think seen the world in a different way. And that's what you're trying to do.
3: And I think it's also when I approach any kind of vacation or a trip, I'm not trying to have like a to do list of like, I got to go do all these things and have my schedule filled with things. I like for them to come a little bit more organic and which is harder for my wife who likes to plan every single thing. So what we do is I always set like at least a day or even like a chunk of a day of like this time, we're not going to have anything scheduled out. And we're gonna do just like whatever we find while we're there, and we want to experience, we go do that then.
4: Mike, you're cracking me up because I'm I, literally on my computer that I'm about to show you is a whole schedule I've put together for my yeah, next trip that I'm that going stresses on, me out. and it's literally every day it's like me mapped out. out. But it's still like there's still adventure in there. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this whole like half of the day this is planned, and the rest it's like what happens. But at least I have like a schedule of it. And I know yeah, you're that's looking, like every day. <laughs> I'm very organized. See,
3: I used to be like that. I used to like have a fascination with like scheduling everything out because I liked having like, like you have a schedule to be able to do things and check them off. But I felt like, like less fulfilled doing that. That's fair. Because I was just doing them to check them off. And then I'm there. I'm like, all right, got to move on to the next thing. I think I just like having that, that freedom to do whatever you want, (laughs) to make it feel like you're doing whatever you want. I think it's because I want to disconnect so much.
5: Yeah.
4: Then
3: I feel like I'm just going by a list.
4: Yeah, no, I totally get that. I think, you know, and I think the reason I've even started doing that is because I've been going on so many road trips lately. Mm -hmm. And when you do road trips, you do have to be a little bit organized, especially if you're staying multiple places and to make sure you don't miss something along the way that you're like, oh, that's what I was. uh, Why did I just drive by that? And I didn't see it. I I think that's become more why. I think if I were to just go to one city and hang out, I think I'd be like that. But lately I'm like one city a day. Keep moving. (laughs) I I, I like your much more disconnected though. I think you need that. And Mm -hmm. I think you deserve that on your vacations because you are so connected when you're not.
3: Yeah. I think also like early on in trips when I would go to places and there was like landmarks that everybody told me I had to go see, I would get to them and be like, well, that's it. (laughs) And and I feel like, like I don't need to go to another monument or other, some other like historical site. Like Mm -hmm. I got it. Like I want to go find something that's actually like fun and different Then just be like, all right, I saw Mount Rushmore. Cool. Next thing. So so
4: funny enough, I am going to Mount Rushmore. And I know the only reason I'm going is because I'm like, I want to see this in my life. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I get there, it's going to be like, hmm, okay, Okay, next. It's like, like, how long
3: should I stare at this to (laughs) say that I've been here and that I've enjoyed it? Is it five minutes? Is it like, what do Mm -hmm. I do here?
4: (laughs) But see, we're going to combine that with going to the Badlands National Park, which Mm -hmm. not a lot of people tend to go to because it's in the Dakotas. And so that will be the one that is my, in your terms, like the less yeah. explored, but then Mount Rushmore's right there. So you don't want to miss it. But I just know I'm going to be looking at four heads. Like, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: like,
4: you know that. And it, uh, it makes me think of a question that I will ask you in a little bit, but I do want to, I also want to talk about some uh, movies, things we've watched recently. I will admit I did go to Philadelphia. I went on a Northeast road trip and mm-hmm. the only reason I went to Philadelphia was to see the Rocky Steps and the Rocky Statue. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I really didn't have a reason to want to stop in Philadelphia. I mean, do you have a reason?
3: No, <laughs> not an Eagles fan. Yeah, so. there,
4: there's not a big reason. But I was like, the Rocky Steps are here. We're gonna be driving through. Let's stop. And it was totally worth it. It was really cool to see the steps and how they line up right with like I don't know if it's the Capitol Building or just like a a government you know one of those really pretty buildings. But it lines up perfectly, and it is a really cool view. And the Rocky Statue is cool. It just still blows my mind that there's, like, Rocky Steps in a statue when he's not real.
3: Yeah, but he's an important American icon.
4: Uh, He is, but he's not real. You know what I mean? Like He's real in my heart. I know. Like, think about that. Most of the statues and stuff, in memorials and things you see are, like, these real historical figures. And then there's a Rocky
3: statue. What is real, though?
4: All right, Mike.
3: If we start looking at, like, (laughs) we think about Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Like, I went there. I went to the Rocky statue. I also went to the, you know, the Liberty Bell. Yeah. But also like,
4: not <laughs> But also
3: like, not? I'm going to sound so dumb saying this but like historically like the Rocky statue means more to me than the Liberty Bell. I mean they're both real. You. Like yeah. yes, history like going back and you know, George Washington and all those things. They are all real, but to me Rocky is just as real <laughs> and he means more to people than probably George Washington learning about history for the sake of learning about history is. So, yes, he's not real, like a real person, but I feel like what that character represents, the fact that he has a statue that people go visit, probably more than other real historical sites, he's just as real, just as important.
4: You're not wrong. And you're also not stupid. I <laughs> agree with you. Because I went to Liveryville and I stood in line for it and I questioned why I stood in line yeah, for I it. Yeah, I did
5: too.
4: <laughs> I was like, it's in a box. It's a broken belt. Cool. I also know some people are like much more into history. I'm not very like
5: I'm,
3: mm-hmm. not, I'm not a
4: big history person. I don't visit a lot of museums.
3: I like the idea of going to those places. I remember going to Philadelphia and just thinking like all like this is the place where all these important things happen. And you're looking at like these horse historical markers, and then right next to it is like a seven <laughs> eleven. So it's kinda like a weird thing of like, oh, this is where Benjamin Franklin met so and so, but it's also where you can get a slurpee. So
4: I like your way of thinking about it. That makes me more interested in history. <laughs> Just to be like, holy crap, these lands have been here for, you know, what? Millions of years. Yeah, you this know,
3: stuff in the 1700s and here's a Starbucks. Mm-hmm.
4: Also, we're going to talk about a question <laughs> on that same uh, line here in a minute. Because I realized
3: in this podcast that I am slowly losing my mind as we continue on.
4: You know, I love it though. The listeners love when that happens. They love when we go off the rails. And honestly, it happens on most episodes.
3: I am bowing to all the listeners right now that I'm about to be the most unhinged I've ever been in a podcast.
4: I'm here for it. I love it. I'm not sure what's bringing on this energy, but I'm here for it.
3: I don't know. I think it was just when... Something struck a nerve about, like, history and movie (laughs) figures and, like, these things. Because I
4: said he's not real?
3: Yeah. I was like, (laughs) to some kid, it's it's real. Like, even, like, thinking of a kid who, like, loves a superhero. Like, they are real to them.
4: I know. And, you know, real is all by a definition Mm -hmm. of, of what you think. You're not wrong. But I just think it's funny to know that you could be an actor in a movie and you could have a statue made of you. Yeah. If it was big enough in pop culture. I think that's a cool concept. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of them. Like, can you think of another statue that exists that's from a movie? I don't think so. That's what i Like, I'm that think. is the one
3: I can think of.
4: Yeah. So, that's why I traveled to Philadelphia. Not for the little literally- people. <laughs> <No. laughs> but we, we've, we're also going to talk about some movies and stuff. And if you want to stay on Hinge, I would very okay. much appreciate it. I love it. I did see the new Transformers movie. Yes. Rise of the Beasts. I was deciding between that and The Flash to rent Transformers. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. It's good. Did you? It's a
3: sleeper hit.
4: Yeah, like I wasn't, you know, especially with Transformers, it's hard because every like two movies, they change the Mm. leads. And so for a minute there, they kind of lost me. I still watched them, but they lost me. Yeah. And now with these, I'm like, okay. I I don't know if it was because of the animals, though. I really liked the animals.
3: Yeah, that brings kind of a breath of fresh air to the franchise. And they're like softly rebooting it now. So it's kind of like the start of a whole new series of Transformers movies. But I feel like they brought back that energy of like the first one mm-hmm. of like it being like it, knowing what it's, it is, knowing what it is, having the really the action be like the main part of it, but yeah. also having the story to go along with it. It's a good movie.
4: Um, hey, we agree on. I like it. Yeah. What did you get? What did you rate Transformers? Rise I think of the I gave Beast? it a
3: four out of five.
4: OK, I, I think I'm up there. I think I'm at uh, it's either a three and a half or a four. But I want to tell you something happened in that movie and I immediately started Googling because I had a panic attack. Can you imagine what you think that was? Hmm. It had to do with one of my favorite characters from Transformers.
3: Googling like if it actually happened in real life? Well,
4: like where it fell in the timeline of things to see oh, what was going to be. Like it, yeah. I didn't even wait to find out what was going to happen in the movie. I immediately freaked out.
3: Yeah, I can tell what it is. I yeah. don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I can I, tell, don't either. I can tell what it is. Yeah,
4: because that's my favorite character mm-hmm. in Transformer movies. And I immediately was like. No, this is not happening. And I was going to hate the movie.
3: Yeah. I looked up where it fell on the timeline going into that. So even me, I was like, okay, I got him. It
4: makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. So (laughs) you do decide to watch it. Now, on the flip side of that, I didn't watch Flash yet. Is Flash worth watching?
3: Ugh. Because most people said no. At home, it's still worth watching at home.
4: Is it worth renting? I think it's still $20. So is it worth renting for $20 or should I wait?
3: I would say wait till it's like the $5 range. Okay. Or I think they'll eventually put it on max. Okay. Yeah. See, you
4: know, I was already really sad. I I mean, I I want to see it regardless, but my Flash that I love is the actor Grant Gustin. Yeah. He is a great Flash. I was really bummed that wasn't him. And I think that's why I've been so reluctant to watch it. Is I just he he did he was a great Flash in the TV series, and yes, Ezra Miller mm-hmm. I think is his name was good in some of his appearances, but I just I don't know my Flash. You know when you're like that's my Flash Grant Gustav. Yeah,
3: I think there is a kind of weird thing of there being the TV show ending at the time that the movie is <laughs> coming out, and. There's just some, it's just kind of like the character is split of like the TV version and the movie version. Yeah. I Yeah. I couldn't really get into Ezra Miller's performance in the movie. I think that's really what kept me from really loving it. I don't feel like he embodies the character of the Flash.
4: Yeah. And I see, I feel like Grant does. Like he, he just, he looks and seems the part. Whereas Ezra doesn't really give me that Flash vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't, I never read the comics. So like my idea of the Flash really is from the TV show. But I just loved that character so much in those TV shows.
3: And I think with any superhero movie, you have to fully love the character, the actor who's playing that character and Mm -hmm. believe that they are that person. And that was the first time I just didn't buy it. I was like, "Ah, it's just not there.
4: I have a feeling I'm going to agree with you because I think I'm already there without even seeing it yet.
3: And he's also like playing two different versions of Barry Allen. It's like the version of him now and the version of him younger. Mm. So he's having to split these two personalities and I'm like, I don't buy either of them.
4: Oh, yeah. Dang. Okay. So I'm waiting.
3: Yeah. I see. Not really now. Okay, it.
4: okay. What are have what have you seen movies, T V shows, anything that you're like, I really like this, don't like it?
3: T V show, I just finished hijack on Apple TV plus and it's with
4: Idris Elba? Yeah. Is that who it is? is
3: okay. he, the lead in this, and he is like, his job, he is a negotiator, and then he gets on this flight that ends up getting hijacked, and each episode is an hour of the hijacking. So people have been comparing it to like 24,
5: Mm-kay.
4: so
3: you find out what happens between every single hour in every single episode. So it's pretty cool.
4: Is it based on anything true or is it totally fiction?
3: Totally fiction. Okay, that makes me feel better. (laughs) But you probably don't want to watch it before having like a trip where you got to get on an airplane.
4: Or like watch it while you're on an airplane. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's very intense. There's a lot of violence. But I feel like the... I like thrillers. Mm. So anything that keeps you going and gives you kind of that anxiety feeling while watching it, I haven't watched a show that has been able to do that unlike this show.
4: And this one did. Yeah.
3: It's really like... I,
4: is it a limited series or is it a full series? It's a
3: limited series. Okay. So it's like, I think it's only seven episodes. The finale just came out this past week. And it was the one show that I had to watch every single day that it came out.
4: Okay. I mean, that's how you know something's really good when you're like, I have to watch it today. Yeah,
3: Like it's nothing like mind blowing that you're going to watch and it's going to change your life. But if you just like shows that have action and have that... Just that thriller aspect to it. It's a really good watch. Well, and he's a great actor. He's really good. And I think Apple is kind of like slowly creeping into my repertoire of streaming services. Okay. Well, that's good. Like before they re- really didn't have anything. It was like Ted Lasso in the morning show. And then they would put out, you know, a drama every now and then that would be all right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now they're kind of getting up there.
4: Yeah, honestly, you know, the thing that I realized is I have almost like a show that I have a favorite on almost every streaming platform now. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they've really all found their thing and they're starting to make more in that realm of things, which is making them all like compete hard with each other. Yeah. Which is hard because I'm like, I don't really want to pay for all of you. So can one of you beat the others?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I will say Apple has the star power. They get, like, yeah. the big, so, the more, like, recognizable names on shows. sometimes Which is it's
4: interesting. I wonder why. I think
3: they just have the most money. Yeah. It's Apple. Like, they can put out whatever. <laughs> I
4: think they got billions of dollars. And
3: all these other streaming services are, like, really losing money in their first few years. And mm-hmm. with Apple, they're like, we got money to burn.
4: What do you feel like are the top three streaming services right now?
3: Ooh... I would probably put Apple right now. I think they have really good shows and the quality of all their TV shows and movies is just like better than any other. Like they're just beautifully shot and when you put on an Apple show, it just looks different to me. Yeah. And I'm kind of like particular on like quality. I I pay attention to that stuff. Number two would probably be Hulu. I feel like Mm -hmm. they also have a lot of good original movies. Not so much on the series, except for Only Murders is my go-to on there.
4: Yeah, and that's coming out next week. Yeah,
3: and that one... Really heightens up my position of Hulu. I just feel like I go to Hulu the most to just browse around.
4: Okay, that's an interesting perspective too, because it's like, do you just, which one do you trust the most to go on and find something that you might like? Sounds like Hulu.
3: Yeah, I would say Hulu is that. And then third would probably be Max. Mm. Max is pretty consistent with their dramas. And I feel like I can always find something good, even if it's something that I've already seen, like a movie.
4: Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, we got hijack. Is there any others that you're like, I really want to recommend or not recommend?
3: Oh, not recommend is an interesting one.
4: Yeah. Like, is there something you have watched You're like, this is terrible.
3: There's a it's not that I don't really find shows that when I sit down and watch one I'm already kind of invested and I've vetted it out a little bit. There are just shows that I've started that I realize they're not really for me. Like, I remember okay. I, I started beef on Netflix because everybody was talking about it.
4: I didn't like that one.
3: And I, I, I like maybe the first one or two episodes. And then I got like a couple weeks off of it. And I was like, you know, I haven't really thought about it in a while. I don't think I'm going to go back and finish it. Mm-hmm. That was one that kind of let me down.
4: Yeah, I think I got through like 40 minutes of the first episode. I was like, I still don't know what's happening. <laughs> I gave up on it.
3: <laughs> I think that's the that's the thing for me now is can a show keep my attention to make me want to finish it. It's just kind of sad when I watch a show and then I forget about it. And then I think like, I don't care to finish it at all. Mm -hmm.
4: Well, it's interesting in what people love and what other people love, right? Like it's, I always love, like Barbie is a great example of this. 99% of people I've talked to have loved it. Mm -hmm. And that's very uncommon these days to find something that universally is pretty well loved.
3: Really tough.
4: Yeah. Like to find, especially a TV show where everybody's like, this is so good. That's also hard. Like Ted Lasso, I think of. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody I talk to loves Ted Lasso. That's seen it. But it's really hard to find the common like T V show movie where everyone's on board. Yeah. So I think I think we're seeing that more and more. And that's why like beef, you and I are like, it's not good, but then there's people out there that are like, it was the best show ever. Yeah. It's hard. T V so
3: shows many. are different because everybody always recommends one to you. And there's just so many TV shows right now. It's really hard for me to like just take a recommendation and love it.
4: Well, and let me tell you, if somebody recommends something to me and they're like, no, you got to watch a few episodes. Succession was like this for me. I couldn't get on Succession. (laughs) I watched like two episodes. I'm like, guys, if they can't hook me in the first two episodes, why am I going to sit here for more? Mm -hmm. No, you need to hook me in the first episode. I never really
3: got that selling point of like, you got to give it three or four episodes. I'm like, why? Yeah,
4: (laughs) why would I waste three hours watching something that is possible I'm not going to like?
3: Yeah, like I I can't really say that with movies like hey Mm -hmm. give it an hour and a half and then it really gets good like if it's not (laughs) good wait till the end i judge movies on the first 20 minutes as you should like the first 20 minutes tell you everything you need to know about a movie if it's if it doesn't have you hooked in by the first 20 minutes it's not going to be a good time stop watching it with Mm -hmm. tv shows i feel the same way like if it's not in the first 20 minutes where i'm invested in it I'm not going to give it two or three or four episodes.
4: Same way. Like, I don't, I'll never understand. And a lot of people told me that with Succession. I'm like, guys, just give up. I'm not, I'm not going back to this. They already yeah. lost me at the second episode.
3: Yeah, that, that show looks like homework to me.
4: <laughs> just don't. Now, let me just give, save you and don't waste the time. They. It's basically just a bunch of mad people talking about angry things. Like, mm-hmm. that's really the whole concept of the show. And it, it does not change. Yeah. So...
3: The other one that hurts my heart to say is Secret Invasion. Did you start that?
4: I watched it. I watched all watched of it. You watched the
3: whole thing? How'd you feel about it?
4: I, I like. I could take it or leave it. I'll, I'll watch anything Marvel puts out because I want to make sure I know what's happening in the whole universe. Mm-hmm. But like the only thing that I thought was like... Re- the one thing that made me mad was they did something crazy in the first episode. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. And then at the very last episode when they did the fight scene, I was like, that's a concept i wasn't prepared to see cool besides that like there was no development there was nothing new to it yeah and i wrote like on the list of tv shows for marvel it's at the bottom
3: yeah i watched the first episode and that was another one like Mm -hmm. i've been meaning to go back to it and i saw what everybody else was saying about it i was like i didn't love that first episode It, it doesn't seem like it really goes anywhere
4: yeah, I mean, it's useful on the scroll invasion, mm-hmm. very useful on that side of things, and it follows a storyline from after Captain Marvel, and I really liked Captain Marvel, but, like, I really could take it or leave it. Like, you could have put all that in an in credit scene, I probably would have been just as caught up. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I feel like it was more of, like, the lead-up to the Marvels coming out this mm-hmm. year.
4: Which I hope is really good, because I do like the good. Marvel characters. Yeah. Like that, not all the Marvel characters, the specifically Marvel yeah. characters. But yeah, I'm with you. I could like it was one of those where I'm like, okay, guys, we I think we gotta let this go. But the fight scene was cool. It was just cool to see how they brought all Marvel in. Which you, if you continue to watch it, mm-hmm. maybe you just go and watch the last I think episode. I go the
3: last episode to be honest.
4: Yeah, just watch the last episode. It was just cool to see how they created that and that thought process. Which some people were hating on it, but I don't know. I love. I'm a big fan of all the Avengers movies where mm-hmm. they're all together, and that was kind of like a together moment in a different way. So, if you if you can do anything with Secret Evasion, watch the last yeah, episode. I'll
3: go to the last episode. Okay. It's been decided.
4: It's been decided. We got we're gonna keep moving forward because we we got other things. And I'm so proud of you right now, Mike. We just talked for 28 minutes and we haven't even dove into this episode. Oh, really? Look at you. Wow, you are unhinged. I am. <laughs> it's like unhinged and talking. This
3: might not be water in my uh flask. <laughs> You're
4: like ready to go. You're like I'm I'm drinking for the weekend. Lunchbox did rank the worst drivers on our show, which. I'm gonna leave that there because I'm, I'm still a little bitter that I got ranked <laughs> in this. But I just visited the Grand Canyon recently, and was it grand? It, it was grand. I really anticipated going and be like, "Dang, this like this is cool," but why am I here? Like, it was one of those where it's the number one tourist spot mm-hmm. in America. Was it going to be worth the hype? And maybe I got really lucky because I decided to visit the North End instead of the South, where is the typical traditional tourist spot.
3: South End's where all the riffraff hangs out.
4: Yeah. (laughs) And we're like literally days before we showed up is where somebody died trying to take a selfie.
3: Ooh. That's
4: where that huge glass bridge is. Oh, Yeah. And so we didn't go there. We were on, like, the North Rim, and it was very, like, desolate. Not a lot of people there, and it was gorgeous, and it was, like, very quiet, very eerie for how big the Mm -hmm. Grand Canyon is, So, and it was beautiful. Like, it genuinely looks like the background on a computer or something you shouldn't see in real life. Very cool, and it was totally worth it. So it lived up to the hype, but I was fully anticipating it not living up to the hype because so many people talk about it. Have you been to, like, a tourist trap? Or like a tourist attraction, you're like, yes, it did. No, it didn't.
3: Yes. New York City, Times Square. It lives up to the hype. The <laughs> first time I went there, it felt so unreal to me that I visually felt like somebody put like their fingers on either side of my mouth and just like opened up a big grin. <laughs> like It just came out of nowhere. I just started smiling for no reason because it felt so electric sitting there in Times Square with all the lights, all the people walking around tourists taking pictures you have the character workers on the street you know dressed as Elmo and it just felt so alive in that moment and I felt like I had such purpose walking into Times Square that it felt like I needed to be there at that time that it completely lived up to the hype
4: yeah that's a good one I feel like that's a really good one and I don't you know I, I always look at these and I wonder if people think that they have like attractions that don't live up to the hype but I feel like they're tourist attractions because they live up to the hype yeah Have you ever been to one that wasn't? I mean, like we I mentioned, like I'm concerned about Mount Rushmore going. I'm be like, this ain't gonna live up to (laughs) that. But I could be wrong.
3: There are some that you get to and you just think, okay, this is it. Like we were saying earlier, Mm -hmm. it just feels like you need to spend a certain amount of time. uh, I guess aside from the Liberty Bell, nothing else is coming to mind. Yeah, maybe like the Washington Monument. It's cool. But like you don't really do anything there. Do
4: you know the one that did shock me is I liked seeing the Pentagon more than I liked seeing the White House. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because the White House has so many trees you really can't see it. White House is one.
3: Yeah, I would say like I love DC. DC is amazing. You can spend so much time there going to see everything.
4: They have the best bagels in the world.
3: But I feel like individually each thing, like if you, it's the fact that everything is there. If you Mm -hmm. went to, if you took all those monuments and put them in different places across the country and had to visit all those. I feel they would all be underwhelming, but the fact that it's all there and you can all see it, that's what makes DC so great. And, you know, you can do so much in a trip there, but sometimes (laughs) they're a little like the White House. Mm
4: -hmm. It was very underwhelming.
3: Yeah. You go to the front, you go to the back and you can't really see a whole lot. I'm
4: like, all I see is trees and I see a giant white building, but the Pentagon, I think it's the Pentagon that I'm thinking of. You can walk right up to essentially and you can go and at night it's in, it's so beautiful. And it looks cooler than the White House because of what you can see.
3: Mm.
4: And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people have actually walked up to the White House and it looks really (laughs) cool, but like seeing it behind a fence, I'm like, guys, it's just a house. Like, there's nothing there. It's
3: just a house with a lot of security.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Like, so that one was underwhelming. I, I remember that. And I also remember just being afraid because I just feel like things happen outside of the White House a lot. Yeah. I was like, I don't really feel like I should be on the street out here. I feel like something might happen.
3: Yeah, you can see like the people on top of the White House like monitoring it.
4: Yeah. It's interesting. Because there's so much security. You're just like something's gonna happen. It makes you feel very like uncomfortable. I don't know if you got that sense. But <laughs> I was like,
3: the movie's about to happen. Like, I, I guess I didn't fully think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: So maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe I people have different experiences. But I agree with you, New York City was totally worth it. It's it's one of those that you have to like definitely experience once in your lifetime.
3: Definitely, that's yeah, that's one.
4: Have you been to the Grand Canyon before? No. Okay, I do agree that that's also one that you should definitely have. I can see
3: list. that one though because it's so grand, as they say.
4: <laughs> it's very <laughs> that grand. There's a lot and to very it. canyon. It's
3: not just like one fixated monument. Yeah, it's no. a whole, yeah.
4: It's massive, but it is crazy. The horseshoe bend that everybody like sees as Arizona, mm-hmm. and like when it's funny because their their license plate is this horseshoe bend. And it's like the Grand Canyon or whatever is like famously known for Arizona. The Horseshoe Bend isn't even in the Grand Canyon. They're two separate things. The more you know. Interesting. I learned that because I visited both of them and they are not in the Grand Canyon. Though Arizona just has a lot of canyons. That is what I learned. (laughs) (laughs) So there's some. Oh, we're going to take a quick break, guys, because I'm really proud of Mike right now. We've talked a lot.
3: I would say the one I I wanted to visit that I I think is probably not worth it is like the Four Corners Monument where the four states meet. Yeah. Okay. But isn't there
4: a few different places in the United States that have those?
3: Uh, There's this one monument that I know of. Okay.
4: Where is it? Where is this? Is this the Colorado one?
3: This is, yeah, Colorado, Arizona, Utah, and New Mexico.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I do. I do know about this one and I think we drove right by it on our road trip, but we did not stop.
3: Because it's basically just a monument saying, like, you can be in four states at once. Yeah, it's like and, they're all
4: on the ground. Yeah. Which is also, I don't, like, on road trips, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I always, like, when, when it's on, like, the GPS and you say, you're now in Montana, and you're like, huh, that was weird. Like, <laughs> you, you, there's it feels like it should be this very, like, oh, my God, you're in a new state, yeah. but you literally just kept in the same direction, didn't do anything different.
3: Oh, that's my favorite part of, like, seeing <laughs> seeing the signs of, like, you're now entering... Because whenever we went to Lake Tahoe, we stayed on the Nevada side and then we drove okay. in California, but it was like a five minute drive and we were waiting the whole time like, oh, when are we going to get to California? And it's just like a little underwhelming thing. <laughs> you cross over. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like, oh like, crap, we crossed states already. It's
4: something like you expect like fireworks to pop off and you're like, this whole moment, like you cross into a new state, but it's so underwhelming. Besides the fact when you see on the GPS, welcome to Nebraska. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, they'll look the same.
3: <laughs> and then I get super meta thinking like... Okay, like, how does it change when going to one state to the next day? Mm-hmm. Like, are you suddenly like, like what's different now? Like yeah. what, what if you work in one state and then live in the other one?
4: Mm-hmm. And what if you live in one that's a different time zone than the other one? Like, say you're in Nevada yeah, right? and you're five it. minutes yeah. and it's like, you're in totally different time zones just in that five minutes. That's crazy. That one blows my mind. That would actually hurt my brain and I would probably always be late to work.
3: <laughs> I feel like. Oh, I hate doing math of uh, converting oh. time zones. Cause I'm like, so like hyper fixated on it that I always do it the wrong way. Cause I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to mm-hmm. pay attention. It's 7pm Eastern. It is eight. Okay. I got it. Oh, I got it wrong. Okay.
4: We had the wildest experience. So when we were in Utah and we were driving down to Antelope Canyon, which was in Arizona. So Phoenix stays, Phoenix doesn't have, mm, uh, they do the savings. same year. Yeah, yeah. No
3: daylight savings.
4: And so when we went to Antelope Canyon on a Navajo reservation, they don't do daylight savings. So watching our cars and phones over this four hour trek from Moab, Utah to there, our phone filtered through like 80 different time zones, obviously exaggerating, (laughs) but like it could not decide where we were at and what time zone we were on. Like for 20 minutes, we'd be in one and then another 20 minutes, we'd be in another. And then our phone would pop up and be like, it's five o'clock and it's like 10. And I'm like, what is going on? Like my phone and the car, like automatic time could not piece together. I was like, that makes me feel a lot better because technology came and figured it out makes me feel better about my brain. My (laughs) brain could not figure it out. We like drove, we got there an hour early because I was concerned because it said like if you're late 30 minutes to this, like you can't go and you'd already like reserved paid and everything. I was like, oh no, we're going, I don't even care if we know that the math is right on this. We are going an hour early just in case we're not. Just in case we're off. So I was like this whole thing and it, it really messed with my brain. So I don't know how people do it. Blows my mind. Craziness. But also, comes. I mean the Navajo reservation blows my mind too because they have their own president. They have their own thing happening there. It's so crazy. Their own life. Wow. Did you know that? I
5: didn't
3: know that.
4: Yeah, I learned it from our our guide. He was like, Yeah, we have our own president. We have our own school systems. It's like a a country within a country.
3: And they can crazy. choose not to take on daylight savings time.
4: Yeah. And they we can do whatever do they that. want. And it's this group of it's so cool. But I also think about them like they're like when we walked into a restaurant there, and my friend and I are both blonde, and we were very out of place. They're like, who are these girls, and where did they come from? <laughs> I was like, i just eating some breakfast. It was, like, it was a crazy experience and really cool to see it, but yeah, it still blows my mind. Just that whole experience
0: still blows my mind.
5: <laughs>
4: and
3: time zones. Of the times. Time zones blow our minds.
0: <laughs> okay, y'all, here's our break. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends.
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: There was a whole debacle with our Employee of the Month situation. We had something happen for the first time times two. Something happened for the first time twice. So, Employee of the (laughs) Month was a little crazy, but we're not talking about that. I actually need updates from Mike because the last time he was on... We talked about your New Year's resolution, Mm -hmm. which was to make new friends. And we also talked about you changing up your style. Mm -hmm. So I need to see how both of those things are going.
3: The New Year's resolution of finding a friend is not going great. (laughs) Mainly because I forgot like a few months into it and I thought about it again. But like recently I got a DM from a listener who said they were inspired when I said that. And they've actually made a friend. So in turn, I have motivated someone to do the same thing. And now that person has re-motivated me continue on my journey.
4: <laughs> Mike, I hate to bring this to you, but we are nearly seven months into the year.
3: <laughs> I'm going to get on this New Year's resolution starting next year. <laughs>
4: okay. It's going to be a double New Year's resolution. Yeah. I am proud that you inspired somebody else to do this. Yeah, it was
3: like, it was a weird backwards way of like it having some benefit to somebody.
4: It benefited somebody, but not you who made the resolution.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: Oh my God. Okay, so are you, you're not doing anything to try and—I haven't tried anything in the
3: last few months. <laughs> it's so hard as an adult to like make a friend. It
4: is. You're not wrong, but it was your resolution.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> in terms of uh, the way that we do things, this is—you know—you this is where our listeners sometimes. I'm just preparing you come in and hold us accountable mm-hmm. for our actions.
3: Mm-hmm. And your action uh, was to face in the friend. consequences of my own actions. <laughs>
4: is where the, uh, what is it? The pillory comes yeah. into play. You have to do pillory because you didn't do your New Year's re- resolution. That would be wild.
3: That would be wild.
4: Might have to pitch that for a segment now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it'll make it, but it'll be funny. Uh, okay, so no movement in the friend department.
3: Yeah, I guess if I tried harder, I would try the like app again. The Friends app. Bumble Friends. Bumble Friends, BFF. Yeah. And I'll have to get over the fact of it feeling like dating
4: you know i didn't i tell you you needed to go up to somebody the next time you were in a situation where you like you're at a movie yeah or...
3: the thought came to my mind at a concert and then it's just hard <laughs>
4: everything <laughs> is hard mike <laughs> this what this was your plan you had to put it in motion in it's some like, way.
3: i've had this moment of like realizing to myself of like where would i be if i didn't find my wife now like like how hard it would be for me to like date again <laughs> Or because I translate that to like finding a friend, it's almost the same thing. Except, oh, it is. Except you're not trying anything romantic. It's essentially the same thing.
4: You just have to be compatible. Yeah. And you still have to like each other, and it is. It, it's a different kind of love.
3: And you have to. For me, the hardest part is like being able to like find things to talk about and be able to connect with another person. Like I can have surface level conversations with you know a lot of acquaintances or like people we encounter doing this job, but it's hard for me to take that next step of like, hey, do you actually want to hang out? So I think that's the hard part for me. It's like, I know a lot of people from this job that I get along with, but as far as like, could we actually have like a friendship of like, I guess also have this like idea of friendship of like people who I knew in like high school and college of like everything was just fun and you're doing things. like It's hard just now as an adult, I don't even do those things anymore that I consider to be things that I would do with friends.
4: Have you thought about like you and your wife making couple friends? Cause that could be the start of like a guy friendship.
3: That is true,
4: because, like sometimes I know, like you know, couples are automatically forced to hang out because the girls are best friends, mm-hmm. and the guys are best friends. Maybe you need to make a couple friend, and then maybe you become good friends with the guy
3: that is it easier maybe that is an easier way,
4: maybe I don't know, I'm not in a relationship, <laughs> so I'm not sure, <laughs> but it could be something,
3: yeah, that would probably be easier because she also makes me better as far as like she's good at starting conversations and holding. Like keeping that up. And then I'm better at like jumping in on that and working off somebody else.
4: Okay, here we go. So I think that could
3: be a good stepping stone. But sometimes when we do hang out with like her other like friends she's had for a long time, whenever like she'll get up and go to the bathroom and I have to carry the whole thing, I'm like, oh my gosh. You're like, that exhausted
4: me. I can't do it again. I'm like,
3: so, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's the hard part for me.
4: Okay, maybe we need to get you like, you know how therapy,
3: (laughs) a life coach.
4: Okay, uh, sure, we can do the therapy mic. But maybe something in your wallet. You know how sometimes people carry things? You have a little cue card, and it's like, I can talk about these topics. Like, it gives you a little... Sometimes all you need is just a subject. <laughs>
3: You're telling me I need flashcards? <laughs> I think I do Listen, need flashcards.
4: I'm not, I, I'm not saying I'm good at a lot of things, dude. and I can put a flashcard in it. Maybe you put a notes on your all phone. Right, I pull
3: up my flashcard. ask what they do for work. So what do you do for work? <laughs>
5: okay.
4: Hey, sometimes with social situations that's not always comfortable for everyone mm-hmm. and maybe for you that's not comfortable and so what all you need is like a work scenario where you just need a little bit of your notes to i think just keep you're sending you me to
3: remedial friendship class <laughs>
4: <laughs> just trying to help you find i think it would actually friend. be helpful
3: for me this i think the hard insane. part for, like if i had and say i do have the note card mm-hmm. for me it's the follow-up question
4: okay but you do great in follow-up questions here
3: yeah but it's a podcast
4: it's no you and I are friends, Mike. It's no we're having conversations here. All you have to do, all you have to do. This is the trick to one showing that you're interested in a conversation and two having that follow up is literally listen listen to him mm-hmm. and then find one thing where you're like, "Oh, that kind of even if you're like I don't really care. You're like, mm, "That that was interesting." Take that one small piece. It, they could have said a whole paragraph. Take the one word that they mentioned and say, "Can can you talk about that a little bit more or or something?" Make them emphasize a little bit more on it. Mm-hmm. That's that's your key to the follow-up question, and most of the time it leads you into another one. the only key. All you have to do is listen for a word that you're familiar with.
3: Interesting. So approach it like a podcast, you're saying.
4: Uh, yeah, <laughs> like podcasts are, are... It's just us sitting here as friends talking about things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have all these topics, but if we go out on a tangent, I'm like, okay, we're going on the tangent because that's more fun. If I sit here and do all these back-to-back questions that I have written down, it's good. It's not great. <laughs> so like I... Friendship conversation, trust me, there's times about, like, I'm in please, public, please don't talk to me. I'm not there right now. But most of the time, I can just listen a little bit, even if I'm like uncomfortable or I don't know what to do or I'm like, I really don't want to talk to somebody. All I have to do is listen. I listen for one word that like piques my interest. And I'm like, oh, yeah, tell me about that orange juice that you were talking about emphasize it a little bit more and there you've already dragged the conversation probably Mm -hmm. three minutes longer than you anticipated
3: by then my wife will be back from the bathroom see
4: i'm (laughs) helping you just survive in the bathroom time (laughs) there we go okay but that maybe that's your next one so now next time i will have a a follow-up yeah (laughs) see if you've made couple friends or if you've started using note cards
3: i'm going note cards i like the note card (laughs)
4: Wait, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I can't tell if you're making fun of me. Or no, I like kind of it. It reminds
3: me it. of that scene in The Joker where he carries around that card because he can't control his laughter. Yep. And he's mm-hmm. like, here's my card. <laughs> Here we go. I have problems socializing.
4: Is this is me. It may just help you out. Even it might even create a fun conversation out of the fact that you have a note card. Not a real one, but obviously like a digital note oh, card. No, I'm
3: going with a note card. If I, just, if I just put it on my phone, it's going to look like I'm uninterested in on my phone.
4: That's true. A note <laughs> you can like pull out like a paper <laughs> one, like out of your You have a pocket on your shirt right now. Yeah. It's just like in your pocket. Here's and you're my like, note card. okay, so what do you do? <laughs> what about your style? I've been seeing your pictures. I do feel like you've made progress in that.
3: I have reached the point that I wanted to reach and getting just the compliment. Like that's all I wanted to do. And I really think that's what. I set out to do. I just wanted to be intentional with what I wear because I think fashion is like subjective of what you like. Like I'm not going to judge anybody for wearing anything because it's like I could wear something and people think it looks ridiculous, which I find that now posting, you know, me trying out my style, you do get comments of people saying like, Oh, that looks like so-and-so. And and you kind of have to take that for what it is. So I never really approach fashion in the terms of like, I'm going to know a lot about it. I'm going to dress really cool and everybody's going to think I'm awesome. I just always wanted to have like a style that I felt like was me and represented me. And then I could look at myself in pictures and think like, oh, I actually don't look like a dummy there. So I think that was my whole thing early on. And I was inspired by like a lot of celebrities and stuff.
4: Let me say before you keep continuing, you never looked like a dummy. (laughs) I know you might have had that image, but you've never looked like a dummy.
3: I would argue sometimes I did.
4: I mean, everybody has their moment where like, who let me out of the house that like that? But never at, at at any point in time have I seen you post something. I'm like, he looks like a dummy.
3: I think it was so it was more so that I didn't really like have... Like any kind of rhyme or reason to what I would wear. I would just find something like, oh, that's cool. And then I would just wear it with something that didn't really go with that. So it didn't really feel like I had like a unified like look to myself.
4: Now, do you feel like you kind of have a unified look? I feel like I do. I feel
3: like I've, for more, like more important is for me to like feel like myself in it. And there's even like certain colors I feel more myself in. Like my wife really tries to get me into like lighter blue and I'm like, I just don't feel like myself in that. I feel like I look weird. Okay. So there's just certain colors that I, I think before I would put myself into things that I would see like online or see in the store and think, oh, that's a nice shirt. But it, when I put it on, it doesn't like really do anything for me. I would just get it because it's a nice shirt. Mm. Now I'm more focused on like how I feel in it, the shape of things and the color of things and putting those things together. So I think with anybody trying this guy or girl, like it's just finding things you feel like the most you in and the most comfortable in. I think that's what fashion really is.
4: No, Look at Mike. He's all grown up. (laughs) I love it. This is awesome. This should have been your New Year's resolution. Yeah. Because I feel like it was very attainable for you because you didn't have to put that on anybody else. It was just you discovering yourself a little bit further.
3: Yeah, because I think this was a thing I had been, like, trying to do for a long time, and it wasn't until, like, I really, like, made, like, actual strides to, like, find something that it actually worked. Mm-hmm. It's something you got to work on. And it's also like, I don't think fashion is like spending a lot of money on things of like buying the most expensive thing, the nicest things. It's like finding things that you like, and then maybe finding like an elevated version of that, that somebody like me in my thirties is more appropriate for.
4: Yeah, I agree. And I also, I, I agree too with the fact that not everything has to be really expensive. I think you, so much of my closet is very inexpensive things. And then I have several statement pieces that are more expensive mm-hmm. and we worth spending money on, especially when things are trendy. I'm like, I'm not spending $500 on something that's going to be out in about six months. Yeah, it's not worth it. But there are things that can last a long time and that stuff is worth it. So I do think there's something to be said for that. But I'm really proud of you.
3: And I think for me too, like I have to really like love something to buy it.
4: Mm-hmm. And like, and you should, like that will help you find things that you love and you feel comfortable in. If you're like, I like it because somebody else likes mm-hmm. it, you're not going to wear it. And then you're going to buy it. It's going to sit in the closet and be like, why did I buy that?
3: Yeah. Like I get influenced a lot on TikTok that I'll see things that other people are wearing, like, oh, that looks cool on them. And then I get it like, oh, this isn't comfortable at all. I don't like it. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it.
4: Yeah. And sometimes like, it's also funny watching like trends aren't for every body type. Mm -hmm. I have learned that, especially as a very short athletic girl. Most trends are not for me. Most trends are for tall, very skinny model type looking (laughs) girls, which is great. I love that for them. They're not for me. (laughs) I can't wear certain types of dresses or certain things because I I look like a trash bag. And so I had to very much accept the fact that there are trends I can't do, but I can also make my own trends. I didn't have to be a trendsetter. Mm -hmm. I just had to be like what you said comfortable for me and as long as I felt good in it then you know I roll with it but then there are some days where I look back I'm like that was a terrible alpha choice I learned <laughs> from that <laughs> it's both right yeah it's always about learning and understanding what works for you but it, it's crazy because I think a lot of what fashion started out as is like everybody else is wearing it I'm gonna wear this yeah and it's just really not meant for everybody you know what I mean like yeah, it's meant for certain types of people and certain body types and that's okay but then there's other clothes that are meant for me or for you. And they look really cool on you. Even if it's an old trend. Like some people are still, some girls are still wearing skinny jeans. I love that for them. Keep wearing them. if It yeah. makes you feel good. Like don't wear the other jeans if you don't like them. Don't buy them. Just have them sit in your closet.
3: Yeah, skinny jeans was a tough one for me to get out of because I worked so hard to get to a point to where I could actually fit in the skinny jeans. Like that was mm-hmm. my first like big goal. Like whenever I was losing weight, it's to wear skinny jeans. And once I finally was able to wear them, I felt like I finally like achieved something. Because that was another big part of it. Of like the entire time I was overweight, like I wanted to dress cooler or different. But there are only so many things you can get at like a big and tall. Where Mm. it's like you're so limited here. So that was like the first one where I was like, "All right, cool." And then now they're not cool anymore, so I can't wear them. <laughs> but I also don't <laughs> feel comfortable can. in them anymore. I
4: was gonna say, if you liked them, you can and you should. Don't just stop wearing them because the models on the runway aren't anymore.
3: I held on to them for a long time, and then afterwards, I was like, "They just don't feel comfortable to me anymore."
4: Hey, that see, you did it for you, <laughs> not for the not for the runway. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I still
3: think they look good. I just I don't feel like comfortable for like a whole day in them anymore.
4: Yeah. You are moving on from your skater era.
3: Yeah, I have. I know. Every now and then I have like an outfit that like is kind of an ode to like teenage me where I like try to like still like I'll wear all black, but it'll be like a little bit more elevated. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's the classic me coming out a little bit.
4: You got to have classic Mike. Classic Mike can never (laughs) go away. Okay, deal? He won't. Okay, classic Mike is here to stay just elevated as Mike says. (laughs) We did also find out from Bobby this week the crazy thing he found in his house that is worth thousands. And before you go listen to this bit, before you hear this part, it's no longer in his house. So just FYI Mm -hmm. for anybody listening. I want to talk about some life hacks because I have been having a crazy problem of trying to keep my shower clean.
5: Mm -hmm. Apparently,
4: Tennessee water has crazy calcium in it. And this has caused I have little teeny tiny tiles in my bathroom. And I have tried, I feel like every product on the market and I cannot get this calcium to clean out of these grout areas. And it is aggravating as an adult to have something that I cannot fix. Mm -hmm. And you can't just like, you know, call up a handyman and say, hey, come clean this and make it better. Like it's so much of like the, what is it? The trial and error where you have to try all these, buy all these products that are worth a lot of money and see what works and nothing has. I mean, I have I have had so many people tell me different things to try and none of them work. And so I'd really like to know if somebody actually has something that genuinely a product that works. Like Goo Gone. That was one that I got because I, I was like, hmm, I'm concerned. It actually does work. That's a product mm. that's really good. It actually does get the Goo Gone. But how often has, have you ever used a product and it doesn't actually work?
3: Most of the time, I think, it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Exactly. Like you see it on like a commercial. You see it on tick. Especially TikTok. Oh my gosh. Lot.
4: TikTok gets me a lot. Cause you watch them. You see it right. Happen in front of you. You're like, why does it work for them and not for me?
3: I feel like they do it for views.
4: <laughs> That's what I'm starting to believe. So I've been, I've been trained. Like I bought the scrub daddy stuff. Didn't work.
3: Oh really? I love my scrub daddy.
4: Maybe I'm not using it right. I got scrub I don't daddy,
3: know. scrub mommy, scrub okay, baby. My
4: scrub daddy works, but it's the, it's the paste stuff. I bought the paste stuff. Oh, uh, okay and maybe it's also really hard to get out of thing and it, it, there's no instructions with it. So I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> Is it concrete? But I tried that. That didn't work. I, I mean, like anything, even like you go online and these things have like thousands of reviews, which also you can't even trust anymore. Cause did they pay for the reviews? Yeah. So all that to say.
3: I got burned by one on TikTok. It was like this thing that's supposed to like seal bags after you open it like say you open a bag of chips
4: oh yeah where like it looks yeah. like a straightener
3: and on tiktok it looks so cool you put it on then it completely reseals it and i got it didn't work didn't seal anything for crap
4: really and not uh, even a little thing no see this is what i'm talking about and then like some of these things have crazy like returns so like you can't even return them mm-hmm. or it's too much work or you've already opened it hmm. i wish there was just a life hack for everything And that's why I'm here to ask if somebody genuinely has a life hack that works. I have tried apple. Don't tell me about vinegars. I've tried Mm -hmm. every vinegar in the book from apple cider to regular distilled. I just want something to clean off freaking calcium in a shower. So that is my life hack ask of the world. Do you have any life hack ask or one to share?
3: Along the lines of the same theme of like products, one that I got that actually works really well and I use it all the time is this product called whoosh whoosh it's, like
4: w-o-o-s-h yeah
3: like it sounds whoosh okay and it's a screen cleaner so if you ever go to the apple store and wonder why their screens are always so clean on all their devices this is what they use whoosh it's just this cleaner like windex but for your phone so you can like spray it like this little mi- microfiber cloth yeah and you clean your screens and it gets it like perfectly clean it looks brand new and i use it all the time can
4: you use it on any type of screens
3: i use it on my phone my laptop and like my ipad
4: do you do it on like a TV or anything?
3: I haven't tried it on a TV. Okay. I don't know if it works on a TV. I feel like it would, but it's kind of for smaller screens. Okay. So you may end up using a lot of it to clean a TV. Have
4: you tried to use it on your glasses?
3: I have. Did it work? It works pretty well, but I use like just straight up glasses cleaners okay. for my glasses.
4: See, also, why do, why do we have to have a cleaner for every different thing? Yeah. Why can't, they, why can't there be a multi-use product that helps do multiple things?
3: I use just different kinds of glass.
4: I don't I'm like I don't get it like I look at my clean cabinet and there are so many products in there that I've used one <laughs> time and they are useless because
3: I feel like the glass on a TV isn't the same as like on your like on your phone it's like pretty like sturdy glass
4: I, they are different like and I was picturing both while you were talking about that like one like the a
3: laptop screen is a little different so I feel like they're all slightly different and just those slight differences make them harder to clean
4: It's so wild to me like the fact that we have to own a different <laughs> I, I have said this before and I will continue saying it one of the biggest scams of being an adult is that you have to keep everything clean that you own. Like, you buy all of these things. Mm -hmm. But then you have to buy everything to keep them clean and nice. And then if they don't stay clean and nice, you have to pay somebody to fix them. Like, it's a reoccurring circle. And you then, if it doesn't work anymore, you have to buy the new thing and then you do it all over again.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. It's a scam. Like, the reality of that is a scam. Why can't things just stay nice and clean?
3: So maintenance is a scam.
4: (sighs) Yes, it is. Like, make it make sense. We also have to do, like, maintenance on our bodies. Like... Why can't I just exist as a human and I don't have to keep everything up all the time?
3: You could, but you'd die in like your fifties or forties. Exactly.
4: <laughs> everything is making me spend money. It all goes back to the fact that I have to spend money on more things. Yeah. It's a scam. Everything's a scam. <laughs> Being an adult is a scam. <laughs> it's essentially that. But okay. Whoosh. Oosh. Not swish, whoosh. Not swoosh.
5: Whoosh. Whoosh.
4: Can you find it on Amazon? Yeah. I assume. Okay. I'm going to give it a try. My, I mean, my stuff gets pretty dirty. I got a lot of fingerprint marks everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I like
3: doing my laptop screen. Like, I need to do it. Friday is my day to w- clean my screen. You see, it's a little smudgy now. Yeah. So, Friday is when I clean them all out.
4: Friday is clean screen mm-hmm. day. Screen clean day. I'm not That's the other
3: about thing about being an adult. You start designating days for things. Yeah.
4: hmm
3: And, like, I'm very particular about, like, routines. And I have, I, like, start doing things on a day. And then every day is that day for me.
4: Mm-hmm. But if you don't get on a routine, then it may not happen. Yeah. I've realized. It's like you almost have to mark the time to do it. Otherwise, you're going to be like, no, it's not that important. It's not on the calendar. (laughs) (laughs) But it's important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So screen clean days with whoosh.
3: Yeah. Fridays. And
4: and I need a calcium life hack (laughs) to get crap because if I have to – listen – there was one day that I had gotten so tired of having the calcium on there that I regrouted everything. And you know how long that took me? It took me a whole weekend mm. to regrout the stupid shower tile that I did not need to do in the first place. So, I, if you can find a life hack for that, that'd be great. Maybe a whoosh for calcium. Maybe whoosh.
5: Yeah.
4: Or just create. <laughs> if somebody out there can create a genuine all-in-one, I know there's so many all-in-one products out yeah. there, but like a genuine one that actually works for almost everything, that would be amazing. And not try and scam us. That's a pretty big ass. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: They're going to scam you. Oh, man. All right. We got one more break in here before we dive into the end.
0: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail.
1: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Right,
4: right, right. Mike, you're doing so good. This may be our longest best bits ever. Wow. How are you feeling?
3: I'm feeling good. Do you
4: feel unhinged still? I still do. All right, this is great. We're going to keep rolling with that then. I feel
3: like I've been running down a hill this entire podcast. You know, like (laughs) when you run down a hill and you're like trying to maintain your speed? Yeah. That's how I felt this entire thing. You
4: know, and it's funny you mention that because right now as I'm I'm bringing up Jelly Roll interview, I feel like that's him all the time. And I wish I had more Jelly Roll energy like that in my life all the time.
3: He does have great energy.
4: Yes. And it's not unhinged. Some people associate unhinged with bad, but I love unhinged energy because Mm -hmm. it's somebody who just is like who they are. They do not give a crap what you have to say. They just are going to be themselves. And that's jelly roll energy
3: mm-hmm. slash
4: unhinged energy. So you're in your jelly roll energy right that now. Is,
3: I'm channeling my jelly roll.
4: Yes. And he was on the show this week, which is always really fun. He just always had, comes in with great stories, especially one about that viral $1,000 tip he did. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious response to that. You know, we've heard some really crazy stories about fans throwing things on Artists at stage, now artists throwing back things. There's just been a lot of throwing. Mm-hmm. It's made me think about like my biggest pet peeves at concerts. Do you have any?
3: I have people getting like obliterated drunk. Mm. And yeah. it's more so, be- I feel worse for them. And I know this probably happens in other cities, but I feel like here in Nashville, a lot of people decide to pre-game concerts.
4: <laughs> I used to be one of the so people. So they'll go out
3: to drink on Broadway and then go to a concert either at Bridgestone or Nissan, which is the big stadium and the big arena here. And I feel like they're so obliterated by the time they get to the concert, they don't get to enjoy it. And when I went to Blink-182 in the last few weeks, there was somebody so drunk that they passed out in the opener. And they had to be taken out of the concert. <laughs> so it's not so much that it's a pet peeve for me. Like, I hate dealing with annoying people. I feel like you go to a concert, there's going to be all kinds of people there. I can deal with it. But I just feel bad for them. Of yeah, like, like they you paid all that
4: money. Sp- <laughs> you paid all that
3: money. Maybe you came in from out of town, got a hotel, and you get so obliterated that you don't even get to see the show. It just felt like a waste for me.
4: yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like it's been really bad lately. It has
3: been. I feel like since the pandemic, it's been so heightened that I see one of those at least every single show.
4: The unhinged behavior yeah. is out in full force in the public.
3: It's like we forgot how to like pace ourselves, or you mm-hmm. just haven't been to a concert in a while, you want to go all out. It's just like it's not worth it.
4: You know, and I can attest firsthand that it's not worth it. Let me tell you. <laughs> There's a, a festival called Country Stampede mm-hmm. in the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. That happens every year. And keep in mind, I was a freshman in college when this happened. So I was young and dumb. But I went, I was really excited. And the one person I won, I mean, this band I love talking about, I always say they're underrated. They're one of my favorites, is Zach Brown band. Mm -hmm. And they were playing the headlining show. And I was really excited. I was, I mean, I was going, I was having a whole day. And keep in mind, there's campsites at this festival and I was staying on the campsites. (laughs) So I was having a great day playing all kinds of beer pong, doing all crazy things. Having a great time and I was so excited for Zach Brown band. I got so drunk I didn't even make it to the opener. I wow. fell asleep in an RV that was not mine, by the way. Thank goodness it was a friend's RV <laughs> of like parents that we knew. Passed out in the RV, woke up in the middle of Zac Brown Brownman's set. And I stumbled out of the RV and I was like, I really just missed that. The whole reason I came to this stupid festival was to see Zach Brownman and I was so drunk I fell asleep in the RV. Wow. Yeah, I never did that again. I never got that drunk again at a concert because of that situation. I've, of course, seen Zach Brownman (laughs) since, which made up for it. But yeah, it was a bad experience. I was so upset. I was so mad at myself. Because, of course, by the time I woke up, I was sobering up, too. Mm. So, like, I really understood the consequences of my actions. (laughs) Missed the whole thing.
3: I've never done that. But, like, I saw somebody recently when I was driving into work. They were still, like, stumbling around. It was, like, these two dudes. It was, like, I don't know, 3, 4 a.m., and I was thinking, like, I would enjoy that experience just once, just to be so, like, obliterated and have, like, I saw it as they have, like, nothing going on that they're attached to, that they could be mm-hmm. obliterated on a weekday and just experience that, that I thought of, like, I just want to be at that point, at some, be able to have nothing on my mind, no worries, and be able to be obliterated after a concert at 3 a.m. Yeah. in a random city.
4: I feel like we can make that happen for you, Mike.
3: I mean, I could. It wouldn't be good for me. but <laughs> mm.
4: you, dress me, you always wake up the next morning with a lot of regret, a lot of headache. <laughs> Genuinely. But it, it is an experience and it's a story to tell.
3: Yeah, there's some beauty to that chaos yeah. of like having a story like yours.
5: <laughs> it's chaos. It's like, I, it's like exactly hearing,
3: what it I like hearing about those stories is the thing of like, like say somebody comes into the show, does an interview and they tell a story like that. Like mm-hmm. that's a fun interview. If I gave that energy, it'd be like, yo, oh, I went to sleep at a reasonable hour. I got my eight hours. Like, that's not a good story.
4: That's true. I, it has made for, I have a lot of interesting stories like that. But you know what's crazy about them? Is a lot of them are like way back in my memory bank. And until something like flags it, I'm like, mm. oh, I forgot that happened to me. And you kind of like block it out. Because you're like, I was really unhinged. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, that was energy that I don't have anymore. But that was who I was. Yeah. And so until something gets brought up, I'm like, hmm, yeah, that happened. And when you just brought that up, I was like, hmm, yeah, that's that was me. That was me, <laughs> that was me and it's one like time.
3: <laughs> That's what people write songs about, like crazy nights, yeah. partying. They don't write songs you about. You trying to
4: write a song, Mike?
3: I mean, if I would, it would be the opposite. It would be like <laughs> drinking water and taking vitamins.
4: Well, hey, if you would like to have an unhinged night, I will gladly go out with you and we can have an unhinged night.
3: Mm. I'm a pro. Mm. We
4: We can bring the wife. We can try and make you some new friends.
3: Then I won't remember the friends.
4: <laughs> That's the best part. At least you did it. Like you won't have to worry. You'll have all the you'll have all the confidence in the world to go make friends.
3: There was one time that we made a couple of friends, and it was because of alcohol and because of a concert. Now that I think about it, is when we, you went to the concert too, the Garth Brooks show that got rained out.
4: Yes, we did.
3: And then we just started drinking in that suite because there was free <laughs> alcohol and there was nothing else to do mm-hmm. because we were stuck there and couldn't leave. And then we made friends with another couple who we Ubered home with. And then we're like, you live by us. We live by each other. And then we're like, we should hang out sometime. We never did. I think we followed up, but nothing happened (sighs) because we didn't really remember It is hard,
4: too. I feel like as adults, we often say, I'd love to hang out with you. And I don't think people are disingenuous with that. Mm -hmm. I do think they genuinely mean it. But then like life happens. You're like, oh, I never did that. And then it's like too late. Mm -hmm. You reach a point where like, that was a while ago. I don't think they're probably even going to remember me. Yeah, That might be the couple that y'all reached out to. They might have just been like, dang, we forgot. And we should have, because I don't think it was disingenuous. I bet they really yeah. meant it. But that is a consequence of adulthood. But I'm, I'm very proud that you did have that moment. See, you just, the unhinged nights do bring interesting stories and new friends. Because
3: I still remember that day.
4: Yep. Okay. Well, hey, if you and your wife and whoever else would like to come, we can go have an unhinged night. I mean, we live in Nashville, Tennessee. It's not that hard to have an it's unhinged night. <laughs> we can make that happen if you want to have that. You just have to be prepared to do nothing the next day. That is the one thing I will say. <laughs> you will not be well <laughs> the next morning for the, pretty much like maybe we do it a Friday night so you have all of Saturday to recover. Deal? Yeah. If we ever do it, <laughs> you're looking at me like I don't think I'm gonna I'm to take it. <laughs> My
3: insides are quivering as you speak.
4: <laughs> hey, but you can't sit here and say you want that memory and you don't want to do it. It's
3: true. It's, it's In a like a bizarre world, I would like that. <laughs> In another timeline, another multiverse. There's me partying on a Thursday.
4: We could do it. Like it could happen. It'd be a great bit too. think of it that way. It's great work segment. (laughs) Mike gets unhinged.
3: Is it though?
4: Yeah. I mean, how often do like the unhinged stories get brought up? You know, it's really funny too. Like sometimes I'll be listening to the show and we'll be talking about a story and I'm sitting there like, yeah, I've done that in my life. (laughs) I'm like, nobody's ever going (laughs) to know that's happened a lot. And I'm just like, "Yep, I'm really glad that this is a new story that I am not a part of, but definitely happened in my life. (laughs) So you you can have some of those. Just saying, I'm putting it out there for you okay? in case you ever want to. I I think my biggest pet peeve at concerts is uh, um, when people push each other. Have you ever been in like a pit Mm -hmm. for an artist? And for whatever reason, there just starts to be this like movement of pushing towards the front.
3: Yeah, but I'm also used to a different concert than you are. Like that's more acceptable, like a punk rock or a metal show.
4: I feel like if you're in a mosh pit, it's a lot different. You're Mm -hmm. prepared for that. This is how like country concerts. I'm like, why do we got like a moment of like a wave happening here? Why are we pushing? Where are we going? There's a stage right there. We can't go anywhere. But for whatever reason, people love to get packed in in those pits and start mm-hmm. pushing each other. Like it's almost like they do like a barricade of arms and they just like slowly push through people. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's a consequence of very drunk people, but I hate it. I do not understand the concept of somebody in the back deciding, I'm just gonna push everybody forward. It's very uncomfortable.
3: Yeah, that just brought back a memory of me going to warp tour as a kid, which was a big annual like punk rock festival that just happened in like empty parking lots. And, like, right before a band would come on, like, their first song, there would just be, like, this intense wave of, like, the entire crowd just, like, moving as close as they can get to the stage. And then you have, like, a mosh pit forming right next to you. So I just remember I was, like, maybe 12 years old when this was happening. (laughs) And I just get crushed. But I remember having this feeling of, like, that was fun to me. and like (laughs) You love it. But you can't, yeah, I can imagine if, like, you're claustrophobic how much it would feel like a trap Mm -hmm. because you can't really move you're kind of stuck you're literally moving it feels like in a wave of people to the point that where I would get like turned around (laughs) I'd be the other way and you just (laughs) kind of got to ride it out and eventually you get to a point to where you can like walk away but then you have to go further back where it's not moving like that Mm -hmm. but there's just that feeling of like a wave of people
4: it is but you're saying you like that yeah that's wild. Yeah, I, and I, I'm not, like, super claustrophobic, but that definitely makes me claustrophobic. I feel very uncomfortable. There's also a lot of body odor happening. Oh, yeah. Which also makes me very uncomfortable, because I'm just like, I don't know where that's coming from, and I don't know wh- what we're doing There's all kinds of
3: smells. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I'm more used to that in that type of concert, that type of setting. yeah. I feel like if I felt that while like seeing like John Party or something, I'd be like, "What is happening here? Yeah. This is not mad."
4: I'm telling you, it's not the energy, but for <laughs> whatever reason, it happens in almost every pit show I've been to a concert. If you're anywhere close to the stage, mm-hmm. and you could think that you're like far enough away from all of it, and somehow like a, a line forms behind you, it's almost like on purpose, and they're just like, "We're just gonna smash you all together." Like you feel like you're in a herd of cattle. Mm-hmm. Very appropriate for country concerts, I suppose. But <laughs> that's my biggest pet peeve. I don't think I would be good at a mosh bit though.
3: No, because then you also have like people crowd surfing, people stage diving. So there's a lot happening.
4: You know, that I could get behind because I think it's so cool watching people do that.
3: I feel like you would have fun crowd surfing.
4: I would totally do that. If I ever had an opportunity, I would do it.
3: I couldn't do it because I was always, <laughs> I was too hefty for it. <laughs> <There> it, was, <laughs> it was chunky, Mike, back in those days. So I was like, I ain't doing that.
4: Maybe that's, your, that's another one of your things you have to add to your list is now do crowd a surf. crowd surf. Yeah. Do you feel like you'd do it now?
3: I just don't want to get hurt. Like, I see some yeah. people who, if you don't know how to do it, you can easily just go straight to the floor. <laughs> yeah.
4: I I don't think you can jump without people being prepared
3: for it. That's you. the thing. You also have to think, like, you are jumping into a crowd of people. It's not like you're jumping onto a bed. No. <laughs> like, you got to consider that if like people hands. have to catch you, catch you, and you have to land in a way of, like, making it easy on people. If you just go full force, like you're diving into a pool, you're yeah. going to have a bad time.
4: You know, in a lot of the cheerleading stunts that I did, we would do, I would get thrown and I'd always have a lot of hands on me. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why I feel comfortable. I'm like, oh, this is a little stunt that we're doing, but it's different because I knew and trusted all those people that were throwing me in the air. This, you don't know anybody. Yeah. You're like trusting your life in the hands of a whole lot of strangers.
3: Yeah. It's easier to like have somebody like lift you up. Like other people like just give you a boost and then you crowd serve from the, from the crowd, but like straight up stage diving from the crowd. That's risky. Yeah.
4: But you know what? I feel like we should do it. If we ever get the chance, I feel like we should do it. Cause who who gets to say like I crowd surfed?
3: It's true. Not I've a been, lot. Like itching, to, like old Mike has been itching to come out to like a like a punk rock show like that. Cause there hasn't been one in Nashville of that capacity. Like I like going like to small club.
4: Okay, so like Blink One Eighty Two, probably the music wasn't that, but it yeah, wasn't the experience. It wasn't
3: the venue. It wasn't that type of like crowd. Yeah, it's like a smaller setting, which I just find like those bands don't really tour here. Mm-hmm. So like it's like every like two years where you get to go to a show like that.
4: Yeah. And you almost need it at a place like a, not even marathon music works. Cause that's a still a little bit bigger. You almost need like the, uh, like an exit in almost yeah. type show, which isn't that in no longer open.
3: Yeah. Not really. Bang.
4: <laughs> <sighs> well, maybe, maybe crazy Mike unhinged Mike will get his chance to come out at some point. Maybe I'll hope for that for you. I'm hoping a lot of things <laughs> for you, but I, I have a feeling based on your new year's resolution, they might not happen. We did have a doctor stop by the studio to help Eddie out because he has some numbing of the hands happening and some knee problems. Uh, interesting segment, having a doctor stop by, especially a chiropractor.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Of all the doctors that were <laughs> able to stop by, a chiropractor I for numbing so, hands.
3: I think at some point we forgot he was a chiropractor and we were like asking him like other things.
4: <laughs> I do think they have, I don't know if it's a doctor. I mean, they obviously have degrees or whatever, yeah. but like. I was laughing at the, at the point that he probably needed like a physical therapist and we had a chiropractor on helping him die or, or like a real doctor yeah. and not that chiropractor is not a real doctor. It is, but like a, an MD.
3: Yeah. Something more just specialized in what the issues <laughs> that he would have. It was kind of like, we got a doctor who focuses on one specific thing mm-hmm. and we're like, Hey, here are all these other things wrong with that. Yeah.
4: It's like we bring in a heart doctor and we're talking about legs. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> what it felt like. And I was like, Hmm, this is interesting. Granted, there are a level of probably what he's going through that he will have mm-hmm. to deal with a chiropractor. But it was funny; I was laughing at that part that it was a chiropractor of all the of all the doctors that we had in.
3: I think uh, we just hear doctor and we're like they're smarter than us. We should ask them every single question we've ever had medically. Yes,
4: and I do think most of the time now, if you are in some type of medical field, you do have an array of knowledge of yeah. a lot of things. But you know, it's just a little ironic watching that all happen because I know do- I know chiropractors is like popping things. Mm-hmm. And at no point in time did Eddie describe things with his hands
3: that dealt the, with popping. Needed, yeah.
4: <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Mute point. Are you dealing with any chronic illnesses? This is what this brought up for me.
3: I am luckily not. Like I find that like stretching and drinking a lot of water really helps keep my body like in check.
4: Well, are you just a star student? <laughs> <laughs> like this is a consequence of getting older, Mike. You're supposed to be like, yeah, I have a lot of problems.
3: No, I feel like Maybe now, like, I do run a lot, but I'm so, like, conscious of, like, not wanting to get hurt that Mm -hmm. I maybe, like, am overly cautious of all the things that I do.
4: Well, and, you know, I am surprised, though, because running, especially long distance, you tend to have a little bit harder leg issues because Mm -hmm. you are running so much. But it's good to hear that you don't.
3: Yeah, like, my legs are, like, nothing. Like, they're fine. The only thing I find that I use now that I haven't used before is I started using, like, BioFreeze. Because I saw it like whenever I ran my marathon that like some people were applying it to themselves. And like, I guess in my head, I'm like, I don't want to show any weakness. I want to (laughs) fight through the pain. But I find like after I have a long run, if I use some Biofreeze, it like helps just like relax my muscles and like helps me recover quicker. So it's not so much that I need it because I'm in pain. I just kind of use it really because it's kind of fun.
4: (laughs) You're like, I like the feeling. It feels good and it (laughs)
3: smells funny. And it's just kind of fun to rub it
4: on yourself. (laughs) So really? You are using it because it's fun?
3: It's just fun. I'm like, should I put some on today? Yeah, why not? You're not
4: even sore and you're like, BioFreeze is a great idea.
3: So I feel like that's been something I've used that I haven't used before that I'll probably continue using. I've kind of looked into like doing some like, like I really want to do an ice bath. Like I see all the country artists doing it and I feel like there's some kind of benefit there. Like I do take like really cold showers every now and then and that feels good to me. But, like, I want to do an ice bath.
4: You could totally do an ice bath. You could start. You, you know what you could do just to see if you like it is do, um like, grab ice from your fridge and get, like, a kitty tub. Kitty pool. Get
3: a cat. Oh, <laughs> a cat. <laughs> you can,
4: yes, you should get a cat. But uh, you get a kitty pool from, like, Walmart or something. Throw oh, ice man. in it and, like, try it out. See if you even like, like, the feeling of it before you go pay or, like, buy, like, the, you know how they're, like, thousands of dollars. Or, yeah, get a, like, a, but you have to buy a lot of ice, so just, you mm. know, that's enough. And you got to put a lot of water in it. So as long as you got a hose and some and decent so amount of ice. steps. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But that's why if you got a kiddie pool and some ice, you might have a good idea of, like, hmm, this could be a good idea to full-fledged do all this work. Yeah. Or you could just go pay, like, a 100 bucks and do it.
3: I'm just curious if it has any kind of like benefits because i i've found that i actually like cold water yeah that at first i was like i hate the cold but like after a while you kind of get used to it and then it feels kind of good like whenever we went to lake tahoe the water there's really cold <laughs> like i looked it up it was only like 60 degrees they said but it felt so cold when you got in there it felt like it had some kind of benefit to me because I, it took me a while to like get used to it and i had to like Prepare myself to get into this water because it was so cold. I
4: think think it has something to do with shocking the nervous system.
3: So I wonder how much colder the ice would feel because it's like 30 degrees.
4: Oh, yeah, it's much colder. And everybody I know that's done ice baths say they're very beneficial and they've had great experiences with them. I'm not going to subject myself to very cold things.
3: We should do that on the show. (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh god I, we just inspired a bit oh dude like everybody has to do an ice bath um who no would...
3: nah, you don't want to do who can stay in there longer i would get
4: we we everybody have hypothermia because yeah. everybody's so competitive it'd be like we all come this out is, and we this can't is move the our process
3: hands. i run through with bits i think of it and i'm like that would be great and then how would that get us in trouble how would that because my thing would be like here's this would be the bit we all we get the trash cans we get the ice, and it's who can stay in there longer But then people are going to be competitive, want to stay in there longer, and then somebody's going to get messed up.
4: I do feel like it's also a mental game, though. And some people will be like, it's not worth this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it'll Mm. get to a point, unless money's involved, then that might be dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) Because Lunchbox, I think, would do anything for $20. (laughs) But I also think he's kind of a baby.
3: (laughs) And if I had to pick anybody to stay in there the longest, I feel like it would be him.
4: Uh Uh-huh. For money. Like, I remember back evil. in the
3: day he did the bit where, like, the polar plunge mm-hmm. where he, like, jumped into, like, a, like. I just feel like he could take that.
4: Yeah. It, it's definitely, it's a mental game more than anything. Because I think once you get over the mental hump of, like, I think it's, like, two minutes, mm-hmm. you, you're good. But you have to get past it.
3: It's really that initial shock of, like, yeah. getting into it. Like, my body doesn't want to go in here. I don't want to do this. And then you get in. You get used to it. You start breathing. And then you're good.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, we could be onto something with it. That's
3: a metaphor for anything.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but the what is it going to be? The ice metaphor? The uh, ice cold
3: metaphor? The ice is the thing you don't want to do. Yeah. And the minute you get into it, the water is, is your life. Mm-hmm. The ice is the thing you want to do. That's in there with the water. And it's that initial getting into it, dealing with it, taking it head on. That's the hard part. Once you're actually in there, it's a lot easier to deal with. You get used to it.
5: Yep.
4: Look at you. You're, you're a regular Albert Einstein. Or something. Is that one of the ones that I also <laughs> always get the scientists wrong? <laughs> I think it's Albert Isaac, Isaac Newton. That's another one. I'm starting to remember the scientists now.
3: Einstein was in Oppenheimer. I found that to be cool. Really, like yeah. his,
4: his, his, he was part of that. Yeah, so Oppenheimer a is a, it was a based on a true story. Mm-hmm. What, what year was that that the story happened?
3: It was during World War II, so it was like the 1940s. I think 45 is where the my movie maybe primarily takes place. 44, 45, 46.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I need. I still need to go see that. One of my friends asked to go see. I was like, I don't know if I'm in the mental headspace for that right now, in this moment.
3: Yeah, you got to kind of be in a <laughs> in a state of mind to watch something for three hours. That's pretty heavy.
4: Yeah, like something really dark. Because mm-hmm. I I tend to have to. It's like every few months I can watch something dark, and then I gotta like re- up myself back up <laughs> to fill the battery, <laughs> tell me to deplete it again. Okay. Well, I I mean you you know you not having any chronic illnesses It's pretty awesome. You're especially when you apparently once you hit 30 is like everything goes downhill. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud. I'm proud of that for you.
3: I feel like I got a lot of it out of my system early <laughs> on.
4: Early. Like I have I- it. You saw me limping in the studio today. Oh, yeah. I have one that keeps popping up and I think it's because I sleep weird sometimes. I'm a stomach sleeper and I also do like a starfish kind of thing or like <laughs> a crab, if you will. <laughs> um, And I think I always like pinch a nerve sometimes and I'll come in and like I can't. It's like my whole leg can't step into my hip socket. If I do, it's like shooting pain into my hip. Interesting. It's very painful, and I—it's nothing. It, I shouldn't say hip; it's more groin. It's like right, you know, right in that area where it all connects. And like, I'm looking at a skeleton. You see the little leg connected to the your whole hip anatomy.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It's that little area. It's like immediate pain. Step in it, immediate pain. Dang. So if you see me limping,
5: I did let see me go. You limping. <laughs>
4: That's my chronic illness i got to deal with, and I have no idea what it is. And again, one of those situations where I don't know what type of doctor to go to for that, so I will probably just not go to a doctor. That's a lot of work Mm. to figure out what specialty I need.
3: Yeah, I don't know where you start on that. Start Googling. (laughs) There's no
4: groin doctor out there. (laughs) Maybe my physical therapist, but he's seen me enough this year. I think I would like to avoid it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. No more chronic illness. That makes me sad talking about it because I might be limping out of the studio after we get <laughs> done here. Coming in, number one, Bobby gave the studio a huge surprise that was very medieval, very um, controversial with listeners. Not to Bobby. I said that at like an in show tease and he was like, it was not. And I was like, the, the listeners felt it was. Oh, uh, yeah. So, a little controversial of a surprise though, could create some very hilarious content for us moving forward (laughs) though i think we're going to be on our best behavior for a little bit so nobody falls into it it's
3: intimidating it's right now that everybody it's top of mind for everybody it's Mm -hmm. once people forget yep and it's like oh yeah that thing
4: yes that that will get brought up i wanted to talk about some uh, because of this segment it made me think about any any bits or anything that you've maybe regret we've done or you're surprised that we were able to accomplish. But before that, you said you had a funny story about this pillory.
3: Yeah, I had to order it. Yeah. And it got, I I ordered it off of Etsy. And maybe I'm dumb, but I thought everything from Etsy was from the United States.
4: I think it's a fair guess.
3: Like, I just thought anything you ordered was all, I thought it was an American (laughs) site. Everything you bought was from here. But it turns out this thing was from Germany. And so it took forever to get here, but then it got caught up in customs where this thing isn't really a thing that an average person would buy. So I kind of feel like my name is on some list now well, because initially searching for it, the reason people buy it now is to do like dirty things.
4: Oh, yeah, I imagine. I imagine. It's and, not humiliating now. It's, it's secretive, dirty acts.
3: Because if it's not that, are you buying it and you're like torturing people?
4: Yeah, so you may not be on, like, FBI's <laughs> most wanted watch list. Because the only
3: other capacity I see people using these are at, like, medieval festivals. That's and true. And it's, like, a joke thing of, like, oh, we'll put you in the thing and you'll take a picture and this is what they used to do to people back in the day. So, it's either... It could s-
4: be that. Maybe they think you're part of... Uh, there's They call them something. What is their name? Like,
3: medieval fe- Renaissance yeah. festival? Renaissance festival? Renaissance yeah. festival. Like,
4: you're a Renaissance goer.
3: Maybe. Because that's the only really reason unless you're like into it.
4: (laughs) But in all fairness, you also spend some time on the dark web. So you may have already been on this list.
3: I think we did a bit recently about like Google search history. Yeah. Like mine is just so like off the charts of things I have to like look up. Like, hey, look up this fact about this. It's just like so weird. And then it's me ordering this thing. So all those things combined, my search history is all out of whack. That's why I wonder, like, how does my algorithm, like, really peg me down
4: mm-hmm. because
3: of the things I've searched for the show that I wouldn't search otherwise?
4: You have to hope that if you did raise a flag, that the FBI would look into you and figure out what you do. I mean, they can get a hold mm-hmm. of all of our information, right? So, like, they have to know on some level that this is what you do. And then if they just listen to bits on the show, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, now this makes sense. You mm-hmm. <laughs> You hope would be the thing before you get like somebody busting down your door
3: and the thing about this is i like bobby had me order it so the way things work behind the scenes is bobby will pay for these things with his own money and then i'll order it for him but then have to give a receipt to his business (laughs) manager and explain to them that this was for a bit and meanwhile they see the product description of this thing and what people use it for and they're just like all right, it's for the show.
4: <laughs> I think they're probably used to it at this point, or yeah, they're like, "That's strange." Not going to ask questions.
3: Everything for these bits that we've talked about <laughs> have all been have this. Like, there has to be documentation of this.
4: hmm And I mean, that's funny. I'm poor customs people. Well, if you cannot fly the next time you go somewhere, we know why.
3: I already have those issues. (laughs) I was going to say,
4: you had a problem with another guy having your name.
3: Yeah, that happens all the time at different places. It's happened, me trying to get back into the country from Canada, from Costa Rica. One time we were in Los Angeles trying to get on a set for American Idol and my name gets flagged. It's just, I have such a, my real common Mexican name that I, part of the reason I don't use it all the time is because it's so common that there are criminals in every capacity that I end up on some kind of list.
4: You know, I'm surprised your name has not been used in like a criminal movie, you Mm -hmm. know, where they do like and they make up their fake names or whatever. I wonder why your name has not been used, because it is pretty generic in that sense.
3: It is. Yeah, my mom named me after a Mexican actor who was a big like, I guess, like an action star back in like the 80s. And then it's just such a common name that's why i don't use it i was like it's just so common i don't want the, to
4: the common is it mike rodriguez or miguel rodriguez miguel okay because miguel is your real name yeah okay i didn't know which one was the common part
5: of that
3: <laughs> it, it, yeah i guess it even took me a while to realize like how common rodriguez is yeah of like a mexican last name like growing up i just thought it was so unique because i grew up in a smaller town where there weren't like i was like the only one but then on a the grand scheme of things there.
4: So do you have a a lot of long-lost relatives?
3: I have a lot of family. (laughs) They're everywhere? Yeah. I mean, my dad has nine or ten brothers. I feel like I have ten uncles on that side of the family.
4: Yeah, very big family. Yeah. I don't think everybody was at your wedding, though, right? No. Okay, I was like, I I did meet a lot of your family, but I did not meet that many family members. I
3: pretty much only invited immediate family to the wedding. Hey, that's fair. Because there are so many, I felt like... It's like, what pool do I pull from? And the thing was, if you invite one side of one family, kind of got to invite the whole family. So you're inviting like five uncles, family. Like, it's just a lot.
4: Yeah. And, and you're then, like, Dad, do I even know all of these like in the same way? <laughs> yeah.
3: It's just so many people. It I, don't, I can't even imagine how many people would have been.
4: That's funny. Well, let's hope you don't get flagged mm-hmm. moving from the pillory. Is there any other bits that you're like, dang, I can't believe we got away with it or like, You wish we wouldn't have got away with. It can be any
3: level. The one bit I still don't like, and I don't, and it's this bit in particular, but it's anything with hot, spicy stuff. (laughs) I I always go into bits thinking, I don't want to put this on anybody if I wouldn't do it myself. That's fair. So with any bit I create, if I'm not willing to put my own name on the wheel, I won't suggest it. But everybody, like... I don't remember exactly how that bit came to be and why we ordered it, but I knew it was a bad idea even from like the beginning. shot.
4: Was it the shot? The hottest
3: shot, mm-hmm. but also even like the hottest chip. Anything we've done with any kind of spice, I just I don't find enjoyment in that because I think that actually like has an effect on your body. And I know it's for the show, but I think of like we got to go do other things after <laughs> this. We got life to deal with. Like I don't. its just like hot is just a dangerous thing to mess with. It can just mm-hmm. mess with your insides. And it just feels like another level to me that I don't find, like, just the straight-up enjoyment of doing it for a bit. So anything with Spice, I don't like doing it, and I'm surprised that... <laughs> we I'm kept glad that that it. one happened, ended up being okay.
4: Yeah. Everybody has ended up being okay from Spice's, but, I mean... We did do the spicy Christmas and that was wild. Yeah. Like I refused. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be happy with whatever I get. I I think I have PTSD too from like spicy things. I did work at Buffalo Wild Wings for several Mm -hmm. years and they do the hot wing challenge And I watch so many people suffer from try, like just trying to show off their ego and do those wings. I'm like, why?
3: Yeah, the thing is, like, you could be the toughest person. It has nothing to do with your pain tolerance. No,
4: it has everything to do with your body and a hot sauce.
3: It's just hum like just the human body mm-hmm. taking. Like, you can't just absorb that like you would with, like a punch or something. Like, it's not has nothing to do with how you deal with pain. It's just if you take something that is hot, so- like so hot and created to be like on this crazy scale and you put it in your body like it's not gonna you're, you can't just be like power through it
4: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah those are wild all of our hot sauce bits have been wild they've been funny because i've never had to participate yeah <laughs> but i'm with you if they ever got put back on again and i ended up getting chosen i think i would cry before the hot sauce and then and after yeah the other one, that the one that made me, that I still think about, that I'm like, I can't believe we got away with it, not like, it was hilarious, but I cannot believe it actually happened and we got away with it, was when Lunchbox Ubered me divorce papers.
3: Oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> never
4: forget that that happened. And that poor Uber driver had, had to deliver me what he thought were divorce papers.
3: Damn, that was a good one. <laughs> it
4: was so funny. Like, people were talking about it for weeks after, because it was this poor, innocent guy, and he's like, I'm supposed to give these to you. And then I stood there, like, fake crying. And it happened. And then like we came back and we were like laughing about the whole thing. It felt it felt very like secret prank, like Mm -hmm. punked kind of moment. And I just still cannot believe we got that Uber driver to do it.
3: Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was like my most creative when thinking of Will at Uber Bits. I think it was my favorite thing we ever did.
4: We did, I, oh, my gosh. We did so many Willow Ubers.
3: Because it caught on so quickly, we had to keep thinking of things. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like that one was a little bit towards the end of when we were doing it.
4: Yeah, it was one of our last few.
3: Because thinking about that, that took a lot to get to. Like, initially, it was like funny, <laughs> random objects. It was like keys.
4: It was because Eddie had to Uber keys to his wife. Yeah. That was what started that yeah. whole thing.
3: And then we were just like, okay, what objects? And then it just moved into concepts.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: then... I feel like that was towards the end because we were having to think more outside the box of like, it can't just be weird things anymore.
4: No. And that was an out of the box concept for sure.
3: I feel like that was the peak moment. That was mm-hmm. like the jumping the shark moment.
4: Mm-hmm. And it happened. Like, I still think about that often. I'm like, I just am so shocked that somebody in this world actually agreed <laughs> to letting that happen. Oh, any others that come to mind for you?
3: No, I'm just thinking about wanting to bring that segment back.
4: I, I would love to bring Wallet Uber back. I would love it. I, I like it is everybody's favorite, but I mean, we just ha- would have to get pretty clever now because we did do a lot of ideas. Yeah,
3: I guess the other thing now is thinking of that we were lucky to like not get in trouble. Cause we mm-hmm. Yeah, now just, I
4: feel like we might get canceled.
3: <laughs> yeah, because we kind of just did it at a time where I feel like we did it at the perfect time. Yeah. If we had to do it now. I feel like we would also feel worse about messing with the Uber driver. Mm-hmm. So it would. But
4: we—they we, always got tipped really well. Yeah. So like they did make good money out of it, and we never made them go that far.
3: That's true. We always did it like right here. So we yeah, it was back like they went like four blocks. Yeah.
4: I, it's maybe it's a different concept, but in the same realm. Yeah. And I don't know what that looks like, but I loved the well at Uber segments. They were hilarious. I think I think about him often.
3: I haven't thought about that in a minute.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one that I full on regret personally was that I had to I had to sing. Not blind karaoke.
3: <laughs> Just but saying. like
4: sing like I actually meant it <laughs> with words. <laughs> and it's still up there on YouTube. <laughs> that I'll never be able to live down. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's a tough one. Yep.
4: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I also cried before and after that one. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a wild moment. And my mom was like, I stood with, I, I sat on my desk and my head in my hands that entire time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, me too, if I could have. Oh, good times. We've had some crazy ones. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Mike, I have been with the show now over six years. Really? I think I might be coming up on seven or this was this past month was seven.
3: What I saw the other day is I got a like a Facebook reminder. It was I made a post whenever I first went in to interview for an internship for the show, and that was 13 years ago.
4: Is that crazy?
3: It is weird.
4: Like it feels almost like yesterday, and you're like, but it's not. A lot of stuff has happened.
3: Yeah, like the 2010s to me are now just now starting to feel like oddly nostalgic in a way. Like (laughs) it's still too early to feel nostalgic, but thinking of like that time and how like so many things happened in that decade. But now like that moment is, you know, 13 years ago is weird.
4: Mm -hmm. So you've been with the show 13 years. Yeah. Crazy. It's also, I don't know why I also think it's crazy because we're just, we're young. Right. And a lot of people, at least I've seen in my age, tend to go different jobs pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Like uh, even at least a couple of years. So like even six, 13 years for us at our age, especially when we started, like I started when I was 23 years old. I am having my 30th birthday in a couple months. Wild. Like for you, how old were you when you started the job?
3: I think I was like 19, 20 when I interned. It was 2010. Yeah, I was 19.
4: And now you are?
3: 32.
4: Crazy, right? Like developmental years too. Like, uh, so like people will be like, man, I remember when you were doing what 24 year olds care about. I'm like, that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Like, just those things that I, like, think about that have happened on the show. And I'm like, I can't even, like, remember all of them. But wild. Yeah. I had that moment the other day.
3: I think I'm having that moment now.
4: <laughs> You're welcome. I put you in that space. <laughs> oh, Mike. Well, I'm so proud of you. I really genuinely think those are our longest, best bits ever. Like, for you and me. Scoop You've Those are always <laughs> long. But for you and me, an hour and a half? Who are you? because
3: I have my note card.
4: (laughs) You did not have a note (laughs) card. And you were unhinged today. Yeah. I very much appreciated it. It felt good. Thank you for being unhinged with me.
3: You're welcome. It may
4: be Best Bits, but for this one, it is Best Bits Unhinged. Unhinged. I like that name. I really like that name. Maybe we (laughs) change Best Bits to Unhinged. I don't know. Oh, well, Mike, tell the people where they can find you, listen to you, all that good stuff.
3: You can listen to my podcast. I work really hard on it, so check it out. It's called Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Even if you're not just the biggest movie fan, if you just want to hear me be the most passionate about the thing that i love the most listen to my podcast i have interviews with actors directors but i also do like deep dives into movies so a lot of it is like film history spoiler free movie reviews so kind of like this podcast i just kind of go off and i think i've also gotten to a point where like i don't really care about what i think when i first start when anybody first starts a podcast you're so conscious of thinking like oh i don't want to sound stupid I want to make sure I say everything right. I think now I'm just kind of speaking from like, like this is how I feel. I don't really care what, I don't care if people disagree with it or agree with it. I'm just going to say exactly how I feel. I think I've finally gotten to that point in my podcast this year that I feel like I'm just like the most me I've ever been.
4: Look at you with, <laughs> hey, with your style and with your podcast.
3: And I feel like that's reflected. Like I I got like a, a message the other day of like, hey, I've really like noticed you're like, like, kind of like sticking to your opinions and like just really going in on one thing. And I think for anybody who's wanted to start a podcast, that would be my one piece of advice is like, as long as you say exactly how you feel and not have think like what you should say, like, I think that's what makes the best podcast.
4: I agree with you. Being the most real version of yourself.
3: Yeah. Even if you sound dumb, even if you compare, but you don't sound dumb. Even if you compare George Washington to Rocky.
4: Hey. You know what? It's much more fun to live that way than for me to sit here and, and pretend like a statue that nobody cares about.
3: That no one wants to visit and you get there and you think, why did I come to this statue?
4: See, exactly. We'd rather be the Rocky statue in <laughs> yeah. this scenario.
3: Be a Rocky statue.
4: <laughs> that's our, our new uh, <laughs> <what>? slogan. <Yeah. laughs> be a Rocky statue. Oh, you can also follow the show on all the things at Bobby Bone Show and myself as well at Web Girl Morgan on all the things. But that's it for us, Mike. That is it. You want to do a closing segment? I will say I love y'all. I hope you have a great weekend. Mike, close us out.
3: I will say go out this week or weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and try to have one conversation with somebody you don't know.
4: Are you giving yourself that advice?
3: I am. This is a reminder for me (laughs) later to remember that it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel unnatural. But all the best things in life come from feeling uncomfortable.
4: All right. You just heard Mike's advice for himself, but it is also to
3: you alright you guys are still here <laughs> that was for me
4: <laughs> bye everybody
3: bye this is the Bobby Bones show Bobby Bones
0: hey girlfriends it's me Carol Fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI.